The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by Saki Acres Retrievers. Whether you're looking for a black, yellow, or chocolate Labrador Retriever puppy, please check out our website for more information at www.sakiacres.com. You can also email Jeff at sportingdogtv at gmail.com or call 262-215-9683. And remember, everyone deserves a soggy dog. Hey, welcome to the Hun Guy Podcast. First off, I am so sorry. It's been so long since our uh, last episode. I have been just inundated with issues, uh, all of my own making, most of them good, that have just taken all of my time. So quick update. We are still doing the podcast. The reason that I've had a struggle keeping on is we're actually purchasing a new home and we're selling our property Psyche Acres Retrievers. So that is one thing. Then we're also selling uh, one of our hunting properties and I still have puppies and dogs and all of my current responsibilities. So if you can imagine, oh, we're also putting a building up at our, at our hunting camp that I'm the general contractor on. So if you can think of all those things, one of them is enough and keeps you busy. But I have tried to pack in everything this summer to pretty much drive myself crazy. So that has put the podcast on back burner, but no more. We are here. We've got a great show for the Hunt Guy podcast. Part of it is going to talk about what I am going through uh, selling one of my properties, and it is going to be a great show. So on today's show, I wanted to talk about why when you are buying property, you should look at marsh and swamps. It is something that is going to be eye-opening for many people. The second part of the show is going to be the importance of boots and breaking them in when you're going to hunt in the mountains. I'm headed to Wyoming this year. I'm really excited about that. We'll talk about boots and why you need a great pair of boots and get them broke in. And then the last part of the show is taking a scope that has uh, that's adjustable. I've got a Vortex scope that has range and windage adjustments. We're going to talk about that and what I'm going to do in the future here next month and then I'll do an update on what we did. But we're gonna talk about those things on today's show. It should be a great show. So first up, we are selling a property in Princeton, Wisconsin. It is 100 acres, it is marsh, it is great for ducks, but it's also great for deer. And I think people really struggle conceptually uh, with why owning a marsh is a great deer property. And that is something that after some feedback from the realtor for people that went out to look at it, I just wanted to talk to people about this and kind of give you an idea of why it's a good thing. Now, yes, it's self-serving. I have a marsh for sale. I get that. But when you look at land, and I love looking at land, your dry land right now that's hunting land in the same area and region of my state of Wisconsin is running about 4,500 an acre. Marshland is running anywhere from $2,000 to $3,000 an acre. I'll tell you straight, straight faced, $2,000 an acre is about the price that you should have for it, two to two to $2,500. But it is something that people have looked at my property that is just loaded with ducks. It also has a ton of deer on it. And they're looking at it and they can't understand the fact that it's great hunting property and they're merely looking and going, there's just not enough trees. There's just not enough 
classic deer property that they are walking away from it. And then they're looking at these properties that are in that four to $5,000 range. Why I like marsh is you can own two to three times the amount of marsh as you can dry land. And yes, it's a pain in the butt because it's marsh. So you have water that goes up, water that comes down. But overall, when you look at these things and you look at them compared one to the other, your marsh ground is the bedding area. So you own bedding area. The reason that this is so cool is that when you are getting those pictures on your food plots on dry ground or in the woods, a lot of times they're right at the end of shooting. Those deer came from marsh. So if you have your stand set up and you can sneak into these properties, you can actually do a great job where you're going to see these deer an hour to two hours before shooting light is over because they're getting up, they're moving around, and they are headed to their food source or they're headed to check the doe bedding areas. It also, during the rut, you will see a ton of movement because this is a bedding area for all the deer, a ton of buck movement as they are going from area to area. And with it being marsh, it has enough cover that they feel safe to move when other areas they might not, when there's not enough cover, they'll feel exposed. So you've got a great bedding area. You can set up your travel corridors and set your stands on them. And then from there, you are gonna really have a good hunt. I love hunting my marsh. Uh, we've got our, our main property we hunt is 190 acres. And we actually will, you can take your side by side, we take Argos and we'll just drive through a couple of spots in a couple of areas that will give the deer enough of a trail that they'll follow those Argo trails and they'll actually sit right off of it. And it's funny because when they get used to machines going by, whether it's a tractor, an Argo, a side-by-side, -side, a four-wheeler, a boat, they actually aren't too scared of it. I've actually had before where I was out in the marsh in the summer, I'm talking to someone, I'm standing up on, on the seat of the Argo, just looking at stuff. And several times I've had deer stand up within 10 yards of my Argo and run away. And it's just, those deer are just sitting tight they know you're not a threat. They know they're also very safe because you can't see them. And it gives you that ability to be like basically right in there with them. And also where you can move around and get to your stands. It is really a cool thing to be in a marsh as well. You've got different things to do with cameras, cell cameras. You can have them out there. You know when the deer are moving, you know when your target bucks are moving. If you're in an area where you don't care and it's just, hey, if I get a buck, that's great. Wonderful. You're going to know when they're out moving. If you're in an area like ours, uh, like the property we're selling or the property that we're keeping, you know when those trophy deer are up. Now, for me, a trophy is 130 inches or bigger. I know some guys will say, no, a trophy is 150 inch. You know what? The trophy or the deer that you want to take is up to you. We try to wait for that three to four year old deer at least. That's gonna be in that 130 range or bigger. I'll know when those deer are up on their feet during daylight hours, and then I know when to hunt. I don't hunt before then because quite honestly, I don't wanna put my scent in the area. I don't wanna educate the deer. I don't wanna spook the deer. The cool part about having a marsh is I can still go out hunting. We've got ducks, we've got geese, 
we can go out, we hunt those until basically the deer move, and it gives us something to do on our property. So we're using it from September 1st until January 1st or, or a little bit later if uh, we have a late bow season. So it is a fun thing to have these properties. You look at them and people will literally look at a marsh and say, that is such a miserable property, I don't wanna own it. You have to realize that is where those deer are gonna go. And then when you have that, you can also get yourself some duck hunting in. So if you want, we have our property for sale. It's in Princeton, Wisconsin. It's on Whitetail Properties website. Check it out. Seth Gady is the, is the realtor. It is a great property. Go up and look at it. It's 100 acres. We're selling for 199000 It is a fun property. It's got a half acre buildable lot. You could have a hunting camp there. You can hunt ducks, deer, geese, and a lot more. Heck, even if you're into trapping, there's beavers, there's otters, there's fishing. It is a wonderful, versatile property, as most marshes are. If you're in an area and you're looking, check out those marshes. Look for those deer trails. Look, basically try to find where you think the deer are going to feed. And then look on that side of the marsh so that you can find those trails that are coming out. You will not be disappointed. You can own two to three times the amount of land if you own wetland and marsh as opposed to if you're owning dry land. So check it out and let me know what you find. Next up, we're going to talk about the importance of boots as I am getting ready for my Wyoming elk trip. All that and more coming up after this. If you love the shooting sports like I do, you need to check out our friends at Mac Outdoors. They have fantastic products, whether you're looking at shot shell or metallic reloading, or you want to get yourself a clay thrower so you can practice up for the season. For more information, check out their website at MacOutdoors.com. Dog kennels can be beautiful. That's the basis on which we built Hunden. We give you the opportunity to have a beautiful kennel that blends seamlessly with your home decor while providing a safe and comfortable respite for your dog. Visit Hunden.com to see all our custom selections and start building your dream custom doggy crate Denza. Hey, welcome back to the show. I am going on an elk hunt this year with my son, Clayton. It was his high school graduation present, and we are very excited. The one thing I can tell you after doing, gosh, I've done now five different hunts in the mountains. So quite a bit less than most that live out west, but a lot for a good flatlander like myself. Boots are the number one thing that you need to have. Good boots. Boots that are set up for the mountains. And it is different. The first time I went out on an elk hunt, I went to Northern Idaho. I have family there and I had my pheasant hunting boots thinking, you know what? A boot is a boot. I took out two different boots. One of the boots I could not wear when we hunted and walked downhill because I got blisters from my boot, my foot basically sliding around in the boot. I got something called pad blisters, which if this was the bottom of my foot, I had blisters on the big uh, meaty part of my foot. Then the other part, when we hunted up, my boot, my my uh, shoe 
did not, or my boot did not hold properly in the back and my heel was rubbing. So I got heel blisters. I literally had two pairs of boots that were good enough if I hunted in a certain way, but still killed my feet. The day that I got a nice five point bow, I almost didn't go out hunting because my feet were so tore up that I just needed a day off. My cousin talked me into going. I ended up getting my first bull elk. It was a cool hunt. I'll never forget it. And I never forgot my foot experience and always made sure I had boots. If you get a great set of boots, they will actually, for the mountains, they'll lace almost all the way down to the end of the toes. They set your foot so your foot cannot move around and they give you ankle support. The other thing you have to do, get them out, wear them a lot, get exercise in them so they're broken. Heck, you could even walk with them on a treadmill, but you want to make sure that your boots are broken so that you don't get blisters from not having them broken where they just aren't quite bending properly. Wear them a lot, break them in, have yourself some good wool socks. They work better than cotton socks. Cotton socks give you blisters. There's other uh, different types of socks you can get that are hiking socks, but make sure you have appropriate socks, good boots, and have them broken. That's my tip for you on hunting in the mountains for today. I can't wait for my hunt. I can't wait to talk more about this hunt right before it and when we get back. So next up, we're going to talk about getting a rifle scope sighted in. I've got a great Vortex scope. I have never used it for the different settings it has, and I'm going to get it sighted in. We'll talk about all that and more coming up after this. Welcome to Boucher and Janesville, where customer service is our number one priority. Our customers come back to us because of the experience that we provide for them. We're here to make sure that we find you the right car, one that fits your budget, and do so in a timely manner. When we say we ride with you every mile, it means we care about you and how you are treated. Estamos con personal que habla español en los departamentos de servicio y venta. Our certified technicians are here to help you with all your service needs. Visit us today at Boucher.com. At Boucher, we ride with you every mile. Welcome back to the show. Now is our hunting tip. I wanted to talk about the importance of getting your rifle scope sighted in. I've got a Vortex scope. It's a sniper scope. It is a big, cool scope. I bought it because it was neat. It had adjustments for the range. It had adjustments for windage. And I always thought this is going to be wonderful. I'm going to get sighted in. It's going to kick butt when I go on the mountains. That time is coming now. I have a good friend, Brad Heidel. We've had him on the show before. Brad is going to work with me on setting the scope up specific to my ammunition and my caliber so that I can basically have on the stock of my scope a chart that will tell me the animal's out this far. I need to adjust my scope to here, and now I'm dead on, and I don't have to do the hold a little over the back. I don't have to do the you know, shoot a little to the right because of the wind, I'm going to be dialed in, ready to go with this adjustment. And I can put it right on like the deer or like the deer or the elk is at 100 yards, whether the, the we're over 300 yards or not. And we will have it so that we can dial it in, have it set, pull the trigger and be confident with our shot. It'll be fun. I can't wait. 
Elk hunting is one of my favorite hunts, if not the favorite hunt I have. I live in the flatlands of Wisconsin, so I don't get to do it much. So I want to make sure that my scope and my gun is dead on when I hit the field. It is time. It's the middle of summer. Get out, shoot, get yourself ready. Our favorite season is almost here, and that is hunting season. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Again, sorry it's been so long. I promise we're going to be at least every other week having a show now for you. It is getting close to hunting season. We are the Hunting Guy Podcast, and we want to thank you for, for checking in today and listening to our show. Have a great week, and God bless.